I call this the story of the matchbox. Why do I call it the matchbox? If you can think of a matchbox, right? You have basically the shell. You have what I call the drawer. And then you have the matches. Simple enough, right? I always think... When I think about this story, I always think of a matchbox. When I tell people, yeah, we moved in to the shell. Forget the matches, forget the drawer, just think of the shell. You know, the wrapping, if you will. That's what we moved in. Story goes as is. I don't remember the circumstances that led to it. But I personally remember, I don't know, I should ask my siblings, either my sister or my brother, how they remember it. But in my own memory, I remember coming home from school and there was this big truck. I think it was basically a Mack truck with uh, all our belongings, bed, you know, everything, you know, the huge furniture. And both our parents' cars being loaded with whatever they could. And uh, my father saying, yeah, we're moving. I don't remember what that was about. I don't think it matters for this story, so you'll forgive me for just um, speeding through it. But what I do remember was the fact that it seemed, you know... Okay. As a child, you don't analyze stuff. You just roll with it. Your parents say we're moving and you just like, you know, you just get in the car and you move. So we head towards what was at the time uh, the house that uh, my parents were building. Because uh, if you know Haiti right now, um, you don't buy prefab. You just basically either you rent or you just buy your own house. You just basically you build your house from the ground up. You buy the land and you you know, if you're fortunate enough to have, you know, the means to actually just, you know, get building really quick and move into your brand spanking new house, great, go ahead. But for us, it wasn't that. We moved into the construction site. And I remember that evening as a very interesting one. It was my parents, my siblings, my older sister, and my younger brother, um the nanny basically um some workers really close to my dad you know because it was uh, some people that were working on the construction side that was in charge of basically like you know the foreman anyway in those those and back in those days the operation was very close to the family so basically you hired people you know to do the job that you needed so you you really relied on each other so there was those people that uh, were really close to us and, uh, yeah, I remember it was raining, it was dark, everything was candlelit. Like I said, it was a construction site, so picture it, like, three floors of concrete. Nothing. Just a shell. Just a shell. I also remember the singing. My mom said a prayer, somebody else said a prayer, and there was some singing. There was uh, a lot of singing, maybe two or three songs, and a lot of prayer, thanking the Lord for this new chapter 
and helping us, you know, whatever was lying ahead, you know, we'd get through it. I say this now, being older and wiser and having children of my own, that must have been a very daunting time. When you have three kids, you move, move into a construction site, and, you know, life has to go on. Forget how you feel. Forget the reasons why you're here. It's just that, you know what? These are the cars that you're dealt with, and life has to go on. I remember the singing, and I'm talking about it now, and it was re it's really heavy. I'm just putting myself in my parents' shoes. How do you go about that? The first night was interesting because we all camped out. I say camped out because basically it was my parents' bed. Um, on their new layout right now, they have a balcony in their room. But at the time, the balcony was inexistent. It was one big hole looking out, you know, into the, the courtyard. But uh, there were no doors, no windows. Basically boarded the hole up with uh, two or three mattresses that they had standing. Just, uh, you know, somewhat try to keep the cold out. Like I said, it was cold since the house is in the mountains. And it was raining. So, um, it was also a construction site. Did I mention that? So a lot of dust. A lot of dust. A lot of dirt. But you know what? We had each other. And I don't remember us complaining I don't remember us whining about it. I don't remember us kicking and screaming and wondering why us. This was just another night sleeping together as a family in another location that eventually became a house that we hold a lot of dear, sincere, and powerful memories. Every single, every single one of my friends my close friends who grew up with us, who were part of the family, will tell you, we used to play soccer in what's now my parents' bedroom. We used to play, you know, just to play games, you know, in what's now the family room, you know? A lot of sections in what's now become the family compound were inexistent. From walls to the, the courtyard to the garage to a bunch of things. It's actually a very nice house right now. From 1994, and we're now 2017, every time I go back to that house, I can't stop from thinking about the analogy of the matchbox and how far my parents have come to get us here, get themselves here, because I don't live there anymore. I still call it my parents' house now. But it's a very humbling feeling to have the patience Resilience, because times were not easy, times were very difficult, and times were very scary with three kids in Haiti. But they made it happen, and they gave us everything they had. Everything they had. And the first and most cherished thing, for me personally, has to be humility. And... To never make them feel as if for some reason we blamed them or we held it against them or whatever. It takes a lot 
to raise children who appreciate what they have and who understand that it's a very slow-burning, marathon-like process to get to where we are now. It's just something that caught me and I wanted to share. Don't feel weighed down by the fact that you're not where you want to be right now. As cheesy as it sounds, this too shall pass. Give yourself the time, the acceptance, the humility, and courage to keep your head above the water and look forward to greater and better times that you are looking forward to. It's going to suck before it gets better. I have more than a few stories about how things were not always easy and not always fun for my parents. And I guess this is also a little note of gratitude where I have to take a step back having two kids of my own right now and understand how, man, it must have been something for them. They never showed it. And that's amazing. And I'm grateful. And on behalf of my brother and sister, I want to thank them. So take away from this any way, which way you want, guys. It's something that you always need to keep in the forefront. That this thing called life, how much you want out of it, and how much you're looking forward to getting from it, and how much you want to enjoy it, and all the rewards that you want from it. If you have the patience, if you have the forethought, if you have the wisdom to understand what I'm saying, understand that the universe cannot hit a moving target. Stay focused, stay resilient. Stay truthful, stay courageous, stay honest, and stay humble. This too shall pass. And eventually, you'll look back at your little matchbox and the memories that you were able to fill it with. Stay awesome.